Good morning, City Church. This is Val Catro with a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. A couple of weeks ago, my son JR and I were standing in the middle of the kitchen hugging. This is part of our dinner routine. My husband puts the finishing touches on our meal, and JR decides that he would like some affection. He's 14, so we take what we can get at this point. As of this writing, JR is a full six inches taller than me. He's not a little kid anymore, but he likes to be hugged like one, to be sort of held up and swayed back and forth. When he hugs me, he folds himself in half, wraps his impossibly spindly arms around my shoulders, and buries his face in my neck. This particular night, as he pulled in close, JR whispered, You only have four more years with me. JR is in eighth grade, so we've all got high school on the brain. We're figuring out what the next few years of his day-to-day life will look like. So it makes sense that what comes after that was on his mind. It's just kind of wild, though, when what's on your child's mind matches what's on your mind pretty much 24-7. So I was a little taken aback when he said this. I know, or I hope, that our relationship with JR will extend beyond him turning 18. And I generally reject those sentiments of, you only have 18 summers with your kids, make them count. If we do this parenting thing well, our son won't need us around as he gets older, but he will hopefully want us around. Still, I know that even if we see or talk to JR often once he's out of the house, we won't ever have this time again. This time when we are a unit of three living in one place, seeing each other every day, driving each other nuts, and making each other laugh a lot. And even now, when he's still in our house, I feel like as we're saying hello to these new versions of him as he grows, we're also always sort of saying goodbye. I think about it all the time, mostly at night at around 3 a.m., thoughts tossing around in my head. Have we covered everything? Is he going to be okay? Does he know what he needs to know? As I read the New Testament selection from today's lectionary, I found some comfort for those worries. It's from 2 Timothy 1 the opening chapter to one of the letters Paul wrote to someone he loved like a son. Paul starts out by telling Timothy that he thanks God for him. He gives a shout-out to Timothy's grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice, praising them for their faith, a faith he knows dwells in Timothy too. He reminds Timothy that God gives us a spirit of love and not fear, and encourages him not to be ashamed of his testimony or of the gospel. Then Paul says this in verses 13 and 14. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. When I read that, I realized that much of my angst over our son eventually leaving our home comes down to me not trusting that anything he's learned from us will stick. That pertains to small things like how to use the washing machine or how to make a doctor's appointment. But it's mostly about the big things. Does he know that Jesus is for him? Like, really know it? Will he find a community as an adult that will point him to Christ? Will he live out the truth he's been hearing every week in this church since he was barely a month old? I can't know the answer to any of those questions. But I can let Paul's words to Timothy shape how I respond to that uncertainty. First, I can trust that what J.R. has been taught is true. I can trust that the words he has heard from me and my husband and from Eric and Harrison and Jim and Adam and Alicia and all of the people who taught him in children's worship when he was little 
our sound. That has to count for something. Second, I can use Paul's words as my prayer for my son. The hopes that Paul articulates for Timothy, the one he calls his beloved child, match the hopes I have for mine. So, in the moments over the next four years and beyond, when I feel that uncertainty over what will happen next in my son's life, when the goodbyes feel more frequent than the hellos, I'll say these words. Heavenly Father, I pray that J.R. follows the pattern of the sound words that he has heard from me, from us, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, may he guard the good deposit entrusted to him. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Good Morning City Church. Until then, stay well and do good.